On the show today, we're going to be looking at South Africa's Western Cape province. Now, I'm sure you're wondering why that specific destination? Well, this little piece of beauty holds the continent's most advanced culinary tourism industry. That's just my opinion, but when we dive into it, you're going to see why. From the budget walking tours in the city to wine estate hopping in a luxury Ferrari, yep, the Western Cape has a lot to offer foodies, and if you love to sink your teeth into the juiciest meals and tantalize your taste buds with refreshing, proudly African beverages, then put on your headphones, turn up the volume, and sit back because you do not want to miss this. And we're back. Thanks for staying locked down on Gallivant Radio. I'm your girl, Miri, the travel advocate, and you're listening to Rise and Shine, the only place to discover Africa's vibrant travel industry. When I started the show, I mentioned how we'd be talking about culinary travel in South Africa's Western Cape province. Wine and food tours in general in South Africa are becoming increasingly popular, as more and more wine estates especially offer something more than just a traditional wine tasting. Not only this, but international Trends demand that food and wine tourism offer out-of-the-box experiences as almost everyone with a mobile device is able to comment on positive developments and events, something that can't be ignored for wine estates who want to get additional exposure. The Western Cape province of South Africa, with Cape Town as its beautiful capital, obviously, is without a doubt the gourmet capital of Africa, I'm just saying. So... Explore famous wine estates like Constantia, Durbanville, Stellenbosch, Paul, and Franschuk, you know, just to name a few. According to Westgrove's CEO, Tim Harris, food and wine experiences have been on the rise in the province and have developed to offer an array of different tastings, pairings, and experiences. Examples include interactive cooking classes, rooibos tea tasting, foraging excursions, dine with locals in the township, as well as cheese, chocolate, biltong, and wine experiences. You can indulge in a mouth-watering range of wine and food tours that are carefully designed to offer value-for-money gourmet experiences to everyone who's visiting the province. And this is exactly why we're talking about culinary tourism in the Western Cape today. I have a couple of guests today who are going to share their insights on what to do and where to go. So let's get started. This brings us to my first guest who is based in Africa's mother city of Cape Town. My guest offers an immersive journey through South Africa's culinary landscape, combining cultural history, traditional African flavors, and 21st century culinary experimentation. Cape Town offers a vibrant, foodie scene unlike any other. There's no better way to explore the mother city than with your taste buds. And Cape Town Culinary Tours is proudly dedicated to showing you the city's incredible, incredible gastronomic gems. Here's Elsha from Cape Town Culinary Tours. How are you? <laughs> Thank you so much, Maria, for having me. This is, this is epic. Um, <laughs> been through your articles and everything. Love what you guys are doing. Love your travels. Oh, um, you. today. I'm jealous to the core. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it is fun. I've actually been looking at you and I'm like, wow, I'd love to be <laughs> her live. Hey, 
<laughs> hey, travel is life. Hey? It brings oh, wisdom and makes you curious. I absolutely love it. It really is. But thank you so much for your time. Thank you for speaking to us. Um, and I just want to start off with, tell us about you. Like, what is your background? How did you get started? Um, so food scene wise, we come from very humble beginnings in my family, but food has definitely always been a priority, especially if the family comes together. So that has kind of been engraved in our DNA since little, but then starting to travel a little bit with Emirates Airlines, um, every city I visited, the food was something that was kind of the biggest highlight. I mean, you got to eat. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, loved that part, finding the little hidden gems, um, but also kind of indulging into the history of food. So kind of seeing where dishes was um, historically from and how it came to be still part of society, etc. So I really found a love for that. Um, the whole food tour kind of thing only came a little bit later. I came back to South Africa because I love it here. Who doesn't? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I studied agriculture, which I absolutely loved, but I did like the food produce side of things and then kind of experimenting with food and then friends of mine actually said listen Cape Town being this absolutely you know uh, culinary hub um, culture wise food wise produce wise why not kind of combine my passion for tourism tour guiding and food just kind of bring it together and well, with a lot of friends and family's help, that's what we did um, about three years ago and kind of combined all of that together and created Cape Town Culinary Tours. Wow, that is an incredible story. Like that whole journey and even that you studied agriculture for me is like, wow, you already set. <laughs> <laughs> I did not pass. That <laughs> was one of that moment where I decided, okay, I'm going to change my whole scene and go into <laughs> But I loved it. The two years of it and it learned me the world. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it taught you so much. That foundation is oh. everything. Oh, for sure, for sure. And, and tell us about the business and your, your service offerings. Like, what exactly do you offer? All right. So we, we do a little bit of a combination of food and history. So you can do your little walking tours through the city where you get to know the different beautiful buildings, the historical side of the city. But then once again, we all love to eat. And after walking around two to three hours in the city, you get pretty hungry. Yeah. And Cape Town City has smells coming from every corner. And there's Oh, there's just so many restaurants wherever you're walking and everything is, you know, walking distance, which makes it fantastic. So what we did was we still did the walking tours, but we choose five to six different restaurants on the route. So this can be from two and a half to four hours long where we rain or shine, walk around in the city um, to different spots. But as we do that, we point out the historical facts. And then as that fact comes in, we build a bit of a story around the food as well. So we go back about 300 years looking at our Cape Malayan dishes, for example, Bagwiti. We tell people where that came about. We talk about our East Coast, your bunny chow, um, but also how the kind of the movements of uh, spice trade, the slave trade came in and how historically, culturally, we kept these dishes um, and still enjoy them today. 
So we would walk around to these different restaurants, choose, uh, eat these dishes, talk about the food. We meet the hosts, you meet some of the chefs. So it's quite intimate. Um, but then you still get to enjoy that classy MCC, glass of MCC, local wine tasting. We try to be as local as possible. Um, kind of bring back that old grandmother's cooking styles, um, desserts from Malfa pudding with brandy instead of your... Uh, uh, custard, something like that, something that historically signifies what we stand for. So, yeah, walking around, talking, eating, that's kind of our motto. <laughs> that is awesome. That I'm literally just salivating thinking about it. Like, oh, how soon can I get to Cape Town? <laughs> oh, please do. You're going to have to come on a tour. <laughs> and any recommendations of new experiences, things that we can look forward to when we land in Mother City? Oh, for sure. So um, now with everything going on, really, we are focus focusing a lot on domestic travel, um, something that's been very close to my heart for very long. Um, and I think locals will be kind of climbing out of their shells soon. Well, I know I will be doing that because there's few places in South Africa I haven't really punched in. So I want to do a bit more um, inland or inland traveling. So we'll be doing things like your um, beer tours, your kind of your pub crawls, your um, happy hour tours, and then kind of breaking down our tours that we have already. We have one that's called the Essentials uh, Food Tour. We have one that's called the African Food Safari. And these all have different stories and different foods. Um, on them and then kind of just breaking them down to a little bit smaller and also a lot more affordable packages for our local domestic travelers so that can be anything from 400 rand to uh, some of them 899 rand and then once again three to six different restaurants all food and drink included uh, but you get to go to the oldest bars in South Africa um, you know we kind of put a story to it. you don't feel that very guided experience because I do know South Africans, we don't like to, how can I say, <laughs> be uh, kind of not just learn more, but kind of feel, you don't want to feel like a tourist in your own country. You kind of want to um, still feel like you're in control because you're part of everything going on. So we want to make it very interactive. The guides will be more like friends walking around with you. Um, so that's what we're focusing on right now. So we have the happy hour tour on the way. We have the beer city tour on the way, and that will be, little bites of food paired with drinks. Um, the other two tours I mentioned are family friendly. So those are from ages zero to hero. Um, so it's, it's bit of, there's something for everyone. Um, and we, like I said, it's all guided. So you have a guide with you taking you to um, secure locations. Right now we keep the groups small. So no more than 10 people just for hygiene purposes. And we make sure the restaurants do also, um, how can I say, oblige to the new hygiene rules that is coming up, etc. Nice. So anyone can book solo travelers, budget travelers, uh, your group okay. travel, anyone and everyone. Oh yes. So we, you will when you do go to our website at Scapes on Culinary Tours, you'll see that uh, we don't have a minimum. Uh, we have one to ten. So you can you travel by yourself. We encourage people to come to visit us because I like to travel solo. So I know how that feels if you don't have that partner in crime. Um, so please, yeah, don't shy away. If you have a family, if you have a baby, if you have dietary restrictions, send us an email. We can we arrange things around it as well. As long as we have the day in advance where we can make sure, you know, there's a baby seat or the restaurant has space for a stroller, or if you think you might not be able to walk the distance 
you know, pop us the email and just let us know. If you have 10 children, good grief, book a private tour with us <laughs> and we'll make sure there's a guide to accommodate you and your family um, uh, solo so that there is no other interruptions, etc. We do corporate bookings as well. So when, you know, WTM comes um, over to Cape Town, we've got a bunch of corporate groups joining us, team building. Um, you know, it can be a little bit more fancy or it can be a little bit more relaxed. It depends on what your group really wants. And we curate the experience to your needs. And if you're looking for an out-of-the-box experience in the mother city of Cape Town, you cannot look any further than Cape Fusion Tours. And that is my next guest, Pamela, who is going to share a bit about that and something that's uniquely, uniquely and proudly South African, the Cape Town Eats. Hi, Pamela. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you doing up in Joburg? Uh, we are doing well. I was just so glad that, you know, the weather has opened up again. It was freezing cold last week, and this week, thankfully, it is getting a lot warmer. Oh, that's amazing. We've been having amazing weather over here, so we've been able to walk every morning, which has been incredible. That is awesome. That is so awesome. So for my guests who have no clue about you and about what you do, can you give us your inside. Who is Pamela? Um, hi everybody, my name is Pam. I have a company called Cape Fusion Tours. My obsession is food, wine, people, travel and psychology. I took all of that, moved myself down to my favorite city in the world and started a food and wine tour operating company down here called Cape Fusion Tours. In the beginning, the focus was hugely on fine dining and on wine tours. We'd spend most days in the winelands, but gradually over time, I started realizing that people would leave my country with no clue what the local cuisine was. And as a result, I launched the very first food tour in Cape Town, which I call the Cape Town Eats Foodie Walking Tour. It combines the city, and it combines the history of the city at the same time. And we get to meet all sorts of people during the days. We taste the local food, we taste the quirky, we see where people go out, and we really climb underneath the skin of the city. And then when we do our food tours, recently, just before the whole crisis went down, I launched another region um, food tour called the Seapoint Eats. And we um, obviously have had a lot of the bookings deferred to next year now and towards the end of the year. And during this time, we pretty much shut down. So I've been focusing on trying to help many of our food businesses in Cape Town during this time in terms of, yeah, so that we can move forward and still have some of our businesses survive this period. That is awesome. I love what you've been doing. Can you share uh, a bit more about the foodie scene in Cape Town? Um, what is it like? What can people eat? What are the sort of experiences that people can look forward to once the borders open up? Well, we've been winning award after award after award for all of our fine dining experiences. And it's been amazing to see these accolades come in from all over the world in terms of um, people booking six months, one year in advance for their fine dining restaurants. There's so many 
amazingly talented chefs down here. And to me, if you are down here, great things to do, we also offer it, would be to do a cooking class, doing Cape Malay cooking. Cape Malay cuisine is our oldest cuisine in the Cape. And one of the biggest legends in terms of that cuisine is a wonderful lady called Cass Abrahams. And she's opened up her home. And there you can learn about the spices that the slaves um, used for cooking in the kitchens of the Dutch. And you can truly learn about our cuisine. And then there are innovative chefs um, such as the chef from Upper Bloom. Upper Bloom is one of our top fine dining restaurants, but he comes from that Cape Malay community and he brings all of those spices in with him. Another great chef is Batis Basson, one of our legends here in the Cape, and he brings in the flavors that he learned from his Afrikaans grannies, and many of that cuts across all of our different groups. And so, We've got some amazing experiences. Another big legend is a wonderful lady called Abigail Mbalo. She's got a, a restaurant called Four Rumi Kasikaya. It started to win awards overseas, and she's literally taken an old four-room house in a township, and over there, she's training kids up to cook, and she's doing a real taste of Africa. And there's so many you would need to come for many, 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 many visits. But come for the first one and get your first taste of Africa. You'll be hooked for life. I love it. Uh, my mouth is just salivating just thinking about all the amazing places that we can go and see. So tell us what your website is. How do we find you? And so we can go on these experiences. Awesome. My website is capefusiontours.com. CapeFusionTours.com. Thank you so much. What better way to talk about culinary experiences in Africa than with my next guest, Julian Asher, who curates tailor-made journeys to the continent. Julian is the founder of Timeless Africa, a bespoke travel agency, and you can find them in England and across the United States. Hi, Julian. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you as my guest and I just love to just dive into all the experiences that you've you've done for your clients but first let's chat about you can you tell us more about you and your background sure um, so I originally started traveling to Africa as a travel and wildlife photographer and um, effectively I was um, and I'm also a former food and wine writer so I went to sort of explore those interests and um, I realized that there was um, a gap in the market for someone who could bring those two things together. So that's where we started. That's awesome. That's quite awesome. And can you tell us about Timeless Africa, how you started it, and, and the sort of services that you offer your clients? So Timeless Africa focuses on tailor-made travel to Southern, Central, and East Africa and the Indian Ocean. And we also have sister companies that operate in Asia and Latin America. So almost, actually virtually everything we do is bespoke in that you know, it's a matter of you just sit down on the phone or over a Zoom with the client and you find out what it is that their vision for their trip to Africa is. And then you build something around that vision. That's awesome. So none of the services you offer is uh, packaged, always bespoke towards what the client wants to, to get out of their trip, their, their journey. Exactly. 
that is awesome and in terms of food um what can you tell us about the experiences that you've curated in the past and what can our listeners look forward to in the future so it's interesting that um i found that Africa isn't traditionally seen as a culinary destination. I think it's because a lot of the marketing focuses around going on safari. But what's interesting is that you can have really amazing culinary experiences that go all the way from, you know, literally from farm to table. And, um, you know, so we can, you can, you can visit farms where you can, where they, where coffee is grown. You can visit wine estates. You can do foraging in the bush or actually in the city. And you can go straight through to some of the best gourmet dining in the world. Like I've eaten at some of you know, the world's top restaurants, including places like Per Se or French Laundry in the US. And, um, and then, you know, but I find that the food, say in Cape Town, is at that same level. And the thing is, people don't know it. So you go there and you get to have these amazing experiences. And it's amazing value for money, as well as being just amazing from a food standpoint. And from a business perspective, you mentioned that um, you offer services in Central, East, um, Southern Africa, as well as the Indian Ocean. Can you give us uh, a taste of what can experience in those different regions? You mentioned Cape Town for Southern Africa. What else can they look forward to in East Africa, in Central Africa, as well as the Indian Ocean? So maybe we can start with South Africa, and I'm sure that uh, some of my fellow panelists have discussed the amazing opportunities there. I mean, the Western Cape is the culinary hub of, of South Africa and of Southern Africa, where you have not only you, you sort of, you can forage on the seashore for, you know, for mussels and other seafood. You can do finbos foraging. Finbos is the unique vegetation that only grows in the Western Cape. And you can learn how to cook with these ingredients as well if you want to, or you can simply enjoy having somebody else cook them and, um, and eating them. Then there's the, uh, the restaurant scene in, um, in Cape Town, also in Johannesburg, and of course in the culinary capital of South Africa in Franschhoek. So these are some of the world's most innovative chefs, and you often get a unique combination of South African ingredients with the um, experiences of the chefs who've trained all over the world. So you bring in Asian influences, European influences, and African influences, and it mixes together into this amazing sort of fusion. But then if you go up to East Africa, like, you know, you also, it's one, obviously one of the, the key crops there is coffee. And you sort of think you can go to places like Ethiopia or Tanzania or Rwanda and do a, an amazing coffee cupping where you can actually you can, go, you can go out on the plantations, you can see how the coffee is grown, and then you can look, go through all the stages that the beans go through from when they're on the tree to when they actually end up in your cup. And that's, you know, particularly for people who enjoy coffee and who had, you know, had the chance to drink coffee from lots of different places, it's great to see how it all works when you're actually there. Tea is another thing that's very strong in East Africa. And of course, on the coast, you get the Swahili influences. So you get these, you know, you get a lot of spices. Zanzibar is known as the Spice Island for a reason. And you also get, you know, you get the amazing fresh seafood there. That sounds awesome. That sounds really awesome. I think our listeners will definitely want to try some of those experiences. And for our guests who want to, to book an opportunity probably later in the year or early next year, 
how can they get a hold of you? Could you share your contact information? Sure. Um, you can re you can reach me at Julian J U L I A N at timelessafrica.com. Um, you can also, if you want to, you can reach the team on the info at timelessafrica.com. Um, and that's probably the best way to get in touch with us. We work across many time zones, so don't worry if you're not US or UK based. That's fine. You know, we'll set up a time to have a chat and design a culinary adventure for you. What better way to talk about culinary experiences, especially the niche ones in Africa, than with my next guest, Haley Cooper, who comes from Wild Dreams Hospitality. Hi, Haley. How are you doing? I'm very good. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And I love what you're going to be speaking to us about, vegan food. That is awesome. But first, let's dive into you. Can you tell us more about you? how you got started, how you got into the travel industry, and how you started your business, Wild Dreams Hospitality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I've actually been in the hospitality industry for 20 years now. So um, I'm, I guess I'm showing my age there. But uh, I am originally from the UK. So I started in the industry when I was just 15 years old and I was working full time. And over the years, I've worked in many different sectors. And these range from restaurants, golf clubs. I spent a lot of time doing movie and commercial catering. And I've also worked in the hotel and lodge industries. Um, but my sort of passion has in particular been in the lodges. So I'm actually based uh, in Kruger Park at the moment. So in a part of Greater Kruger National Park called the Timbavati. And I started my company, Wild Dreams Hospitality. Um, initially, it was started as uh, offering recruitment to the lodges. And I realized that I just really enjoyed helping people. And there's so many people in Southern Africa that are looking for work. And uh, I just really wanted to help them. So I just started reaching out to properties to see if they needed staff. And I was helping people with their CVs and that kind of thing. And it basically progressed from recruitment into consulting and now the vegan consulting that I offer. That is incredible. And what a journey from the UK all the way down to South Africa. And can you tell us more about um, the vegan experiences that you offer, that service, that consulting? Yeah, absolutely. So it's something that I'm very passionate about um, and I really want to help businesses create an exceptional vegan experience for their customers and guests. So the actual service is quite detailed and it involves a lot more than actually just the food side of things, although that's obviously very important but the services basically include a menu evaluation and then I do recipe and menu development that would be specific for that establishment um, and then I help with all the labeling of food and drink menus I can create wine lists and uh, if people are interested I can also do wine and food pairings as well as wine tastings and then I do all of the staff training and that would be back and front of house um, I also source products, so products for um, amenities, for rooms, for spas, and I can also assist with social media marketing for that company to help them actually attract vegan guests and customers. 
that is awesome like wow you are so in-depth and like you're so immersed in the, the vegan side of things now i want to know as a consumer and i think a lot of my listeners will be too they want to know where can i go what sort of experiences can i dive into in south africa if i'm a vegan yeah well there's actually a lot of options um south africa is currently ranked as the 23rd most popular destination for vegan travelers as well which i think is pretty amazing um and yeah there's a lot of different uh, experiences uh, all around the country i've put uh, sort of there's five in my head that i thought i would discuss so um the first one is actually in an area that most people may not have heard of called Grayton and this is an area which is about two hours outside of Cape Town so it's a very small little quaint pretty village and um, just outside of the village there's a farm sanctuary uh, so it's a sanctuary that looks after animals that are rescued, orphaned, sick or abused and you can actually go and visit the sanctuary you can volunteer there and they also run a fully vegan cafe in the village which is called pure cafe and they sell amazing vegan meals they also have a few uh, local products that people can buy so that's something really nice because then you obviously get to um, experience the sanctuary as well and really understand um, why the cafe is there because all of the profits go back into the company and helping these animals um, and then there's also um, in Cape Town itself, I think everyone knows that Cape Town is famous for their wines. So uh, to go and visit wineries is an absolute must. Um, but something that people don't always uh, think of doing maybe is to actually have a picnic at one of the vineyards. So this is something that is really lovely to do on a nice summer's day. And uh, one of the wineries that I would actually recommend going to is called Boschendal and they do offer vegan picnics if you just request this. Uh, you don't need to bring a blanket or anything, they have all of that available and then you can actually just purchase a bottle of their wine to go along with the picnic and uh, one I would recommend would be the Boschendal Brut Rosé which is a sparkling rosé which is vegan friendly because not all wine is vegan friendly. Um, and the picnic spot's got uh, beautiful mountain views. Uh, so yeah, a really nice spot just to sit and relax all day. Um, also in the, in the Cape, there's a lot of fully vegan restaurants and one that I would recommend checking out is called Plant. So uh, yeah, a very vegan name. <laughs> and uh, there's two uh, properties that they have, two locations. One is in central Cape Town, and the other one is in Camps Bay, so uh, overlooking the beach there. And they serve traditional meals um, that you would get at any restaurant, but they just have vegan versions of these. Um, and then in Pretoria, if you are down in that area, there's a fully vegan market, which also has live entertainment. So that's something quite fun to experience. And that's called Vegan Food Fair SA. They do have a Facebook page and it's every second Sunday and there's food, cosmetics and produce and that kind of thing there. Um, and then 
lastly, uh, something which uh, I would highly recommend, and I think if you come to South Africa um, or even for uh, locals, something to experience is a safari. So um, there's actually a safari package at a lodge called King's Camp, and uh, it's a vegan yoga safari. So it's a three night stay that you can do at a private villa. It's ideal for six guests and um, yeah basically it's a combination of doing yoga experiencing game drives bush walks and having some amazing vegan food and vegan wine which yeah i think sounds absolutely perfect so uh, so yeah they're basically my few suggestions i'm sure there's lots more but uh, there's lots to do here so uh, it's very um, vegan friendly but we just need to make it more vegan friendly to attract more um, guests and customers and tourists to the country. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Haley. And for those who want to get a hold of you, um, how can they reach you? to do is to check out my website which is wilddreams.co.za I also have a Facebook page and an Instagram and that is Wild Dreams Hospitality or you can pop me an email on Haley at wilddreams.co.za Are you as inspired as I was to indulge in the Western Cape foodie scene? I hope so because that's it for Rise and Shine on Gallivant Radio. We'll catch you here tomorrow where we'll be talking about the cure for wellness. Medical tourism on the continent is growing with more and more destinations offering more than just a doctor's appointment to ease your aches. We'll chat to doctors and tour operators to, who offer premium care to international medical travelers. We'll see you here tomorrow.